Hi, this is James Barris. I hope you find this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed to do that. Your support is greatly appreciated. With this Brahma Vihara period, <clears throat> we will focus on forgiveness. You can do forgiveness practice um, any time that it feels right, <clears throat> whether it's the period of metta or if there's some way that there's something that's snagging you unresolved, <clears throat> just to um, incline your mind that way can be very helpful for metta practice or any of the heart practices and is, is often done before a period of metta or at the beginning of a period of metta. Uh, if there's some way that the heart is contracted, particularly in relation to, to somebody else, whether it's because the hurt has come towards you or perhaps you've been uh, a cause of hurt or acted unskillfully in your mind. And it's important, a few things to keep in mind about it before we start actually doing it. It's important to first realize that it can't be forced and it, it's not something that you can call forth on demand necessarily. Even if you want to forgive somebody, for instance, or forgive yourself, um, sometimes it's not quite accessible. And perhaps there needs to be some processing of some real pain and hurt. And that's an important part of the process. You can't bypass that. You can't just say, oh, forgive and forget. Sometimes there's been real hurt or a deep impact that's not fully processed and not to uh, think you can just bypass that with, with thoughts. So to honor just right where you are and not to put any pressure on yourself. But to realize that forgiveness is not even so much about mm, letting the other person off the hook, so to speak. Uh, but it's about you. It's about your own pain or contraction of heart that perhaps you can in time release. So you're doing this as much for you, more for you than for anybody. The cause there might be something that somebody did that has triggered some pain or 
suffering, but as the Buddha said, our suffering or our happiness is has to do with our relationship to the experience. So it's possible to heal even from that. And to simply even incline the mind, even if you are not quite there, if you don't quite feel ready to forgive, but you wish that you could forgive, that you would like to, at some point, be able to forgive, that's a good start. Don't get frustrated that you're not quite there yet. Feel good about the wholesomeness, that intention that you would like to be able to forgive. So you want to be forgiving of yourself that you're right where you are. Because it's, it's planting the seed, that intention, that really starts to sprout in its own time. I like the, uh, the line that uh, Desmond Tutu has, who was the, the main force behind reconciliation after apartheid was... Uh, was done away with and South Africa went through its major transition where he said, I need to, now he starts out, forgiveness is the highest form of self-interest. I need to forgive so that my my own anger and lust for revenge does not corrode my own being. Forgiveness is the highest form of self-interest. I need to forgive so that my own anger and lust for revenge does not corrode my own being. You're doing this as a healing for yourself. And be right where you are in this process. So we'll do some forgiveness practice and we can take some time at the end if there's questions or things that come up from it. Again, you might start by breathing through your heart center and uh, breathing in all the supportive, benevolent energy from around you and let it come right into your heart and soften that area Let it fill your being to whatever extent possible. And uh, breathe out through the heart too. And surround yourself with that benevolent energy. Just softening the heart area. (laughs) 
And first we'll um, practice asking forgiveness. Suppose there's something unresolved within your own actions. There might be something that you've said or done that you've regretted. Maybe it's come up in these days. We all do things that can come out of confusion. And so in the forgiveness, you're also connecting with the confusion behind the action. But if somebody comes to mind who perhaps you've acted less than skillfully with, and you might not choose the most intense interaction, if it feels like it's a big, too big, then choose something a bit more accessible. But uh, bring them to mind. Just imagine they're here with you or near you. And you might reflect on the state of mind that was behind the action. Maybe you were caught up in your own reality and didn't see theirs or somehow were caught up in greed, hatred, and delusion, the big three, and it came out in a way that you regret. And as you reflect on it, just feel the sincere remorse if that's available. And then as you say the words, just imagine the other party feeling your sincerity of heart. in any way that I might have caused you harm. I'm truly sorry. And I ask for your forgiveness if it's available. You can focus on the first part of being genuinely sorry. Any way that I might have harmed you, intentionally or unintentionally, I'm truly sorry. And I ask for your forgiveness, if that's possible. You might imagine them really hearing your sincerity and touching their heart and receiving your words.
Notice how it feels to be that vulnerable and open. And feeling a, a tenderness in the heart. And whatever their experiences on the other side in your mind's eye, just knowing that you have the intention of true remorse and having them understand your regret, remorse. Let your awareness rest in that feeling. Now we'll do a few moments of extending forgiveness. You might think of someone who has caused you to suffer in some way or through their actions or words activated some hurt or sorrow, pain. And if you, again, pick somebody or a situation that's somewhat available to you to practice and letting your experience be just how it is, and just as you sometimes do some things that are unskillful through not seeing clearly, Sometimes you can be on the receiving end of that too. And so when you're forgiving, extending forgiveness, it's not so much that you're um, letting go of the hurt or the pain, but that you're forgiving the confusion that would go into that action. And so you might, as you bring this being into your consciousness, just reflect on the confusion that might have gone on inside of them that came out as an unskillful action, either not seeing clearly or being swept up in their own reality or not being aware.
and extending forgiveness, it's an act of generosity, of magnanimity. And so imagine them in front of you and that they see, perhaps they see or understand what you, your experience is. You might imagine that somehow they can get it. And then extending to them, even if they don't get it, even if they don't get it, forgiving the confusion that still can't see. In whatever way I've suffered through your actions, intentionally or unintentionally, they might have been, I extend my forgiveness to you. I forgive you. I forgive your confusion. You might envision them really hearing your generous heart. For any way that your actions have hurt or offended me, I forgive you now. And again, even to have the intention to incline the mind to forgive, even if it's not there, let yourself appreciate that. even if you can get just a glimpse of what it would be like to release. I forgive you. I truly do. Again, you might envision them really feeling your words. Let your attention rest in 
the feeling, whatever you happen to be feeling now, and hold it with a kind awareness. And if it's clear that you're not quite ready or able to forgive, then forgive yourself for being just where you are. (coughs) Hold your experience with a, a tender, compassionate awareness. And then lastly, we'll do some uh, forgiveness towards ourselves in a more direct way. Perhaps there's <clears throat> some ways that you get frustrated with yourself or judge yourself, not in some way measuring up to how you'd like to be or in some ways that you've disappointed or feel you've let yourself down or whatever way that the judging mind turns inward. See what it is that needs forgiveness right now. Perhaps you are your fears or your insecurities or your loneliness or your anger or your wanting or your lack of mindfulness. Or your not enough love to see how you might not measure up and be hard on yourself. This is what needs forgiveness for being just who you are and where you are, trying to do the best you can product of causes and conditions and habits of mind. No blame, just confusion, 
just not seeing clearly who you really are. And direct some forgiveness towards yourself. I forgive myself for this. For this part of being human. And if you're not quite there, able to forgive yourself, then just be very kind and patient. I intend to learn to forgive myself for this. You can start there if you'd like. might get in touch with the sincerity that you bring to practice as a, a way to appreciate the wholesomeness inside. May I forgive myself. sometimes can be helpful to imagine somebody else with the traits or qualities or things that are hard for you to forgive yourself for and how you'd feel towards somebody else with those qualities or situation. Could you forgive them? And if you can, just give yourself the same benefit, the same understanding. Or you might envision a little child with those qualities or gets hard on herself or himself. And then realize that little child is right inside of you. Can you forgive her or him? That frightened, confused part. I forgive, I forgive you.
And when it feels right, if you'd like, you can do some metta now for yourself, towards yourself. Or if you'd like, you can use one of the other categories, benefactor or, or friend, but you might turn it towards yourself. May I be safe from inner and outer harm. Just wishing yourself well. May I open to all the happiness and goodness in my life. May I be healthy and strong and share my love well. May I have ease of well-being and inner peace. And you can use the rest of the silent part of this period to either do metta as you like or forgiveness or Go back to the mindfulness practice.
So we can uh, take some time. Any anything came up from that, or questions about forgiveness practice? So if somebody, if you're, if you can sincerely feel forgiveness for somebody who has harmed you, but they keep on continuing behavior that's that's harmful, do you keep on? What's that? They don't come out of their confusion. They don't come out of their confusion. Yeah. <clears throat> and what comes to your mind? How, how would you work with that? Say again. So even though they seem they they say that they understand and uh, but they continue the same behavior, knowing that it's not your fault, but they still act on their habits and conditioning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. Um, Two aspects or dimensions of that. First of all, forgiving doesn't mean um, keeping putting yourself in harm's way. So although you can forgive somebody's confusion, um, it's wise to have healthy boundaries and to really take care of yourself. Sometimes it's uh, it, it can be helpful to uh, forgive from a distance. You know, maybe have a, a some whether it's a a psychic or apps, actual boundary protection from yourself, uh, from them, from uh, from harming you. Um, this is this is wisdom along with forgiveness. Um, you know, even to um, you know, and that's that's the that's the uh, the real function, say, of incarceration, protecting people from those who uh, continue to hurt and and harm. They need to be. Um, we need to be protected and safe. So that's the first thing to really because if you're you have to feel safe in order to be able to forgive, to some extent. Otherwise, the, 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 
the the protection and the armor is is coming up and and that can get in the way of the, the release so taking care of yourself and for me if i reflect on the fact that even though that person wishes they could change they're not yet capable of changing it's again not forgiving the actions but to see what it would be imagine what it would be like to be caught in that reality that keeps perpetuating suffering and harm but has no clue or doesn't realize or can't get out of their conditioning that can elicit compassion um I was, uh, I mentioned this in in Awakening Joy, Um, I was once going around um, Cal, I live in Berkeley, and going uh, in in the university, and I saw this poster of this very sad child who, um, and the the words said, uh, a child um, raised in a family, a home with domestic violence, is is 700 times more likely to have domestic violence in their adult life. Either on the perpetrating or receiving end. It, was, it didn't say that, but that's, that's the, uh, the filler in my mind. So who's to blame when conditioning is handed from generation to generation and the causes and conditions and who knows if you were going through that conditioning what you would turn like we're so we're so um shapeable malleable so you want to protect yourself but also um just forgive the causes and the conditions and Somehow, for me, forgiveness comes into removing the blame and just seeing it's all just, as Trungpa Rinpoche once wrote this book, it's all dharmas without blame. It's just dharmas without blame, just all causes and conditions. So that that helps me release a little bit, but take care of myself too. As the, the Dalai Lama has this line, he says, if you've given, uh, if they're around real negative energy and you've given a lot of positive energy and there's still negative energy uh, that's coming to you, that's the time to find the nearest exit. Yeah. And that's what the Buddha said too. You know, be, keep the company of the wise and avoid the company of the foolish. It doesn't mean hate them, you know, as in the simile of the saw, uh, the Buddha says, even if somebody is cutting off your, sawing off your leg, see if you can still have loving kindness to them. But you want to get out of the way if you can, you know. <laughs> so it's, it's not just, it's not liking what they do, but it's uh, understanding with, with real compassion, that, that confusion. Is there a Buddha or Bodhisattva 
in this tradition that you can call up and imagine. Um, in the Theravadan tradition, you know, the Bodhisattva is somebody who has made the um, the vow to become a Buddha, um, but there's Kuan Yin right behind us here. I take all the help I can get, right? <laughs> and I find a bo- the Bodhisattvas and or the the images are archetypes of whether you think of it as the Buddha or Kuan Yin, or uh, I sometimes imagine uh, what the most compassionate wise being, whether it's imagining myself in the Dalai Lama's mind for a moment, or you know what, how he would see somebody who I'm having a hard time with, or just letting, letting the Kuan Yin in you come out, it's right there. So all of those uh, archetypes are there to, to call forth what's, what's right inside of you. And I would say is really skillful to, to use that. Anything else? Could you, could you repeat Desmond Tutu's quote? Mm, yeah. Um, forgiveness is the highest form of self-interest. I need to forgive so that my own anger and lust for revenge does not corrode my own being. You know, it's like, yeah, I'm sure many, many of you are familiar or are aware of the, uh, the, the Buddha's image of holding on to anger is like picking up a hot coal and wanting to hurt another person and not realizing that you are the one that's getting burned. <clears throat> or another image, drinking poison and hoping the other person is going to get sick. You're the one that is at the um, at, at the affect of of our, your own anger, but as I said, I really want to reiterate this: you can't pretend you're someplace that you're not, and you have to. Sometimes we've been traumatized, and when we're or for whatever reason we're not quite there, so you hold that with forgiveness. You hold that with compassion. Because as long as there's some kind of tender, tenderizing of the heart, then there's a chance for some thawing. And even to wish that in time, may I learn to forgive, is, is enough to, to start. And realizing that you're doing it for you even more than for the other person and for everybody in your life because when the heart is contracted in, in pain and, and uh, bitterness, then uh, your, your own noble qualities can't shine through in the same way. So you might do this anytime, anytime you're feeling um, really stuck 
or contracted, you might see where's the heart closed here? Where is it trying to protect, but somehow gotten frozen? And if it's because there's somebody else that keeps coming to mind, you know, doing some forgiveness for, for them. Or if it's that you've done something that's unskillful, doing some forgiveness for yourself. Or if you're really giving yourself a hard time or having some kind of mm, mind state that's, that's not easy to accept, uh, there's the forgiveness practice right there. It's, it's so close to the compassion practice. It's just a different facet of it. Forgiveness is, is a kind of um, active compassion And there's a a real, um, like I said before, there's a generosity of heart that that feels like there's a release. Interesting thing is that people, uh, you ever have that experience where you say you've had a, a, a trip with somebody and then they apologize? Or they, they say, I'm really sorry. Most of the, not all the time, but most of the time, what does it do? Your heart just wants to forgive, both to release it and there's like this, uh, this generosity that comes, oh yes, and you can feel the humanness in them and it reminds you of your own humanness. There's a vulnerability in, in both asking forgiveness and extending forgiveness that is delicate but vulnerability is the is the way that the the the, the armored heart can start to thaw um, so it does take a bit of a risk but ah you know to forgive to err is human to forgive divine it's divine that that's that's the bodhisattva in us. Oh, we have this capacity to forgive. It's amazing that we have that capacity at all. Oh yes. Oh, oh, it's okay. Say again. Yeah. Well, first, to keep in mind that you probably have a lot of company. <laughs> and that's an important thing to keep in mind because sometimes we think, oh, you know, everybody else has this down, but, you know, I am so hard on myself. Just reflecting on anybody who knows what it's like to be hard on yourself. You know, you know. <laughs> And to see, oh, this is this distortion of what the human mind does. Um, Albert Einstein has this phrase, uh, 
he says, we live in an optical delusion of consciousness. And we are caught in our own prison thinking that we're the only ones or that you could forgive somebody else, but, but not me. So that's the first thing to see. And this, well, I'm going to, I think in talk in a couple of days, I'm going to, uh, or a few days, uh, I'm going to do a, another, a direct loving kindness towards yourself. But um, here's one thing that I, that I, uh, one way that I have to share. Actually, this is a chance that I get to give it a, a transmission to everyone of um, one of my main practices. This was a main practice of mine for about two years for the judging mind. So if you've got a really good judging mind, you know, I've got an even better one than yours. <laughs> yeah. No, just kidding. Just we're on, we're on on par. We're all a level playing field. But I was really hard on myself. You know, in, in when when I think of how I was years ago when I started, you know, it's it's a different galaxy. But this is what I, I saw. How when I saw the judging mind, I was I got angry with myself for that. You know. You're not supposed to be judging. There's another judgment. You know. Are you labeling? Oh yeah, I'm labeling. Judging, judging, <laughs> judging. So this is what I did. You might just try this. You can either, well, what I did, I'll show you what, what I did. Just imagine that you've got a judging, you catch yourself judging, and uh, close your eyes right now. And... Put your hand on your cheek. Take your hand and just put it on your cheek. And as if you were Kuan Yin or the wisest, kindest being, as you uh, caress your cheek in the softest, compassionate voice, silently judging, judging. Let yourself feel it. This is, take this in. Judging, like it's okay, judging. And just feel the tenderness for a moment. Okay, you can open your eyes. Or sometimes people feel, you know, just putting their hand on their heart. But for, for me, could you feel the tenderness for a moment? That's it right there. Two years, that was my practice. It's not like I did this every time. When I'd forget, I would, because there's something about viscerally or uh, kinetically feeling it that brings that tenderness. But mostly it started to get to be, I could notice the tone. Because with the tone, you are shaping your relationship to the experience. So every time you notice the judging mind that way, you are practicing compassion. And if you did nothing else, then notice the judging mind that way with kindness for one month or two months, your time would be very well spent. 
It's just this little tweak. It's all about the relationship. It's the same thing. Oh yeah, judging. You can either judge yourself for judging or use it as, oh, another opportunity to practice compassion. And little by little, particularly if you can feel just a glimpse of tenderness, you see you have that capacity and it's just developing that more and more. So I would say uh, hang out with that for a while. Okay. Be very kind to yourself. Everybody wins when you are. It's not cheating at all.